So in the next part of this exercise, I want you to open the largeoffice.rvt file as well as the largeoffice.xlsx file. Now between these two files, you can see in the Revit file, we have a three-story building and we have some columns on a large open office. So if we were given something that we had on the doctor's office, it looks something like this. So Department A is a total of 19,000 square feet. Department B is almost a thousand, etc. down the line. Well, this is helpful for starting to lay out space, but what happens with the client gives you further breakdown. So if we expand this so you can see a little bit more, I'm going to click on the breakdown tab in the Excel file and you can start to see, wow, the clients really thought of what they need in this space. So Department A needs seven VP offices at 256 square feet. They need five executive admin assistants, the cubicle at their standard size, director's offices at 192 square feet. They need 12 of those. So you can see through these different areas how that really affects the programming. So I need to be able to sit 136 workstations, 16 manager workstations. These are 8 by 16, 8 by 8s. I have a business center that I don't have square footage for. So I just kind of have to guess on that. A large conference room at 650 square feet, a small conference room at 400 square feet. So as you go through each of these departments, you can see by starting to add all of these up, we start adding a lot of square footage. So how do you keep track of all of that? Well, as you go through, you can start to create families or blocks. You can use your filled regions. Um, but if you use your filled regions, go back to the Revit file. You can't use your filled regions in your 3D view, so we'll just go to level 3. And the reason I chose level 3 is you'll see here in a second. But if we use filled regions, so we know that they said 8 by 8. So 8 foot by 8 foot, that's a workstation. Okay, now I've got that one selected. So if I copy that. Okay, so those are two workstations, right? Well, I'm going to select this. I'm going to right click. And I'm going to say select all instances visible in view. Okay, two of them. So you can start to lay that out and you can start to get a count of your workstations. Well, I have already laid out the workstations, or a good portion of them. This is actually a current project that I'm working on in my office. So some of the spaces are laid out. So I'm going to type in VV for visibility graphics. You can also go to view and hit the visibility graphics button or type in VG. So VV and VG are the same shortcut. VV. So you can see I've already set up some check boxes inside of this view. So I've turned off furniture and furniture systems just because I want to show you how important it is to create your families in the correct context. So I have furniture systems to show up. So if I check that box, sorry, check that box so that they show up, click OK. 
you can see I have all of these furniture systems already laid out. So I, if I zoom in here, I've got workstations for the workers. I've got workstations for the managers. I have a director office. I have a VP office. I have a conference room. So I've already laid out a lot of these workstations. Now, same thing, if I select this, right-click, say select all instances, and we're just going to say visible in view, because I may have something laid out on another floor, I'm only concerned with this level right now. So you can see it's selected all of the workstation workers. I have 284 of those. Well, if we go back to our Excel spreadsheet, we know that Department A needs 136. It's almost half. So what happens now is we can start to figure out, okay, 136, 175, well, that's over 300. So that's 311. Now, obviously, I have a lot of empty space here, but back in the Excel spreadsheet, I have a lot of conference rooms to start to squeeze in. I've got a 650 square foot. I've got a 400 square foot. Most of the offices are already laid out. There's an executive conference room. It's 1,500 square feet. So you can see how quickly that space is going to be eaten up. So if I make this, we'll make a 20 by 20 room. That gives me 400 square feet. Now, an ideal conference room isn't technically a square, but for the purpose of showing you what 400 square feet is, when we kind of highlight over workstations, you can see we're already covering a bunch of workstations. The other thing I have to start worrying about is I actually have columns in here. So that's why I don't have workstations filled in in these spots, because there's already columns. So this is how I start laying out this space and seeing how everything squeezes in. And when you have something that has a lot of square footage like this Excel spreadsheet, then you have to start to plan ahead. This is where filled regions, they could still be used. You can make different filled regions for each of the departments. But what happens is, is you don't necessarily know the breakdown unless if you go in and you select each of those families and do what I did before. You right click, you select similar, or select all instances visible in view. But then it's even selecting ones that are in different departments. So this is where using the room separators and rooms can be very helpful. So here in our file, we want to start creating some quick room separation lines. So I'm just going to zoom into a, a cluster of workstations. I'm going to click on Room Separator. Click on the rectangle. I'm going to zoom in a little bit further so I can make sure I get that endpoint. I'm going to snap to this endpoint. And I've created a boundary for all of those workstations. But because we have certain numbers that we're trying to reach, I actually want to know exactly how many workstations I have. So I'm going to even separate it more. So I'm going to go to the room separator again, click line, I'm going to zoom in, I'm going to go from midpoint to midpoint, 
and I'm going to even start separating some of these. So I'm going to type in SM to snap to the midpoint. Snap to the midpoint. And the first line I didn't go all the way across because this is a larger workstation. Here we're separating between some of the smaller workstations. Zoom back in, snap to the midpoint, snap to the midpoint, so I've created my first set of rooms using the room separation, so now I can add the room tags, so you can see now it's filling in that workstation. So as I populate these, say okay well these are all rooms but they're all workstations so I'm gonna highlight over this I'm gonna filter my results and I'm only gonna select the rooms I'm gonna say check none and then select the rooms again so here I'm gonna scroll down I don't care about a number so I'm just gonna put the, the minus sign in there and I'm just gonna call all of these WRK for workstations and for the moment, I'm going to go ahead and make these Department A underneath the department. <clears throat> this arrow will pop up. That's okay. We're not worried about the room numbers right now. So this isn't just a regular workstation. This is one of those manager workstations listed here in our spreadsheet. So back to Revit. I'm just going to select that room. I'm going to change that to be MGR for manager. Hit apply. So now I have a couple workstations and a manager workstation. I'm going to fill in the rest of these areas. I'm going to add the conference rooms and show you what the space feels like filled out. So here we are. I've got all of our rooms filled out, or our workstations, manager stations. Directors, offices, VPs, admins, exec admins, conference rooms. So I've got everything labeled. So it's kind of hard to see. So you can see I did create some extra lines. And basically I just took that original room separation lines that I created for this set of workstations and copied it down the line. So that's why I ended up with some extra line work here. I can hide these lines if I right click and just say hide and view category all of those room separation lines will disappear but it's still hard to see obviously the labels which departments they belong to everything like that so first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna go up to annotate and we're gonna say color fill le legend and we're gonna place that here and I wanna base it on rooms and department say okay now here you go so you can start to see we've got a couple different departments in here they're kind of spread out all over the place um, but we do have a start so the next step that I'm gonna do is I'm gonna create a view schedule and I'm gonna create a room schedule so come here say rooms 
the room schedule is fine and I am just going to add in um, department and name so and I want to move the name up to the top and I want to sort these first I want to sort them by department in ascending order and then I want to sort them by name and for the name I want to create a footer that is gives me the title count and totals so when I click OK you can see oh, I've got all my admins but I don't necessarily want to see every instance so I'm going to go back to fields and I believe it's under the sorting as I don't want to itemize every instance so I'm going to uncheck that box and say OK there we go that's a little bit easier to work with I'm going to expand this column just like you can in Excel so you can see here department A I have six admins two conference rooms six directors four executive admins one executive conference eight managers four VPs 130 workstations then department C it starts the breakdown again so we can take that and we can compare that to our spreadsheet VP offices well I've got four they need seven so maybe I'll put some of those on the other floors uh, manager workstations I've got eight I need 16 I can split that in two that's fine as well workstations 136 well I've got 130 I could probably squeeze six more out of there if I look at some of the other departments so we don't have department B on this floor so we look at department C how many workstations do they have they only have 112 so we'll have to figure out how to split that up because all of those workstations were being used department D well they need 43 workstations this is a smaller department so maybe I take some from one of the other departments and put all of department D on that level so this is how you start using that space or the room separator as space planning so you can really start to verify your counts with what you have here now the one thing that we haven't really verified and we don't break it out in the schedule in any way is the area of the conference rooms so if we select it we can see it's 400 square feet I could add the area as a tab but what happens is is when you have things that are labeled the same so I have two conference rooms that are in the same department when I have things that are labeled the same let's go back to our schedule you can see it groups them because I didn't itemize every instance so what can we do there well we can edit the label so I'm going to select that label and say edit family it's going to bring up this dialog box and you can see here if I tab it's got 150 square feet well, that means there's already a label in there so if I edit the type, it's a system label. So what I need to do is I need to create another type, so a family type. So here's the button for family types. We say select that, room tag with area, room tag with volume. So it already exists within Revit. So I actually don't need to do anything. If I close this and I select that room tag, if I pull the properties bar down, 
it's a room tag with area. Now when I zoom in, we have our room tag with area. So I can quickly check and make sure that these director offices are all 192 square feet. Well, they're 191, so we're a little bit short. I can check this conference room and this conference room. 650 square feet. Yep, that's what those large conference rooms were requested to be. I have a small conference room at 400 square feet. This department was Department E, which was all conference rooms. I can quickly check these. A couple 850 square foot conference rooms, a couple 500s. I look back at my spreadsheet, Department E. Look, I've got a couple 500s, I've got a couple 850s. Looks like I'm in pretty good shape. So that's how we can quickly see how many workstations, how many offices are planned out within the building. So you can see on a large project where that becomes handy to be able to quickly do a count we're on a small project using the filled regions is probably okay. So between those two methods, that ends our session or our exercise on programming. So I used filled regions, which were under the annotate tab, and I used rooms and room separators, which are underneath the architecture tab. Obviously there's pros and cons to both. You can use one or the other in large projects or small projects. It all depends what your final project is. So if you want to be able to have counts of rooms or quickly see square footages, you may want to use the room separators in the rooms. If you want to be able to put finish information in, you may want to go ahead and use the rooms. But if you're just looking for a quick layout tool, filled region may be your option. Or if you want to do something a little bit more diagrammatic, Filled region is probably also your better option because you can use the circles and fill it in with colors. You can create text for the labels. You can group the items together. So that works really well. But when you have a large space that you're trying to figure out counts for, the room tool and then being able to schedule all of those rooms is also very helpful. Thank you for your time. Hope you enjoyed this exercise.